No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And a good Wednesday to you here. No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. All in our socially distanced boxes here on a Wednesday. Gentlemen, we've made it through the middle of the week. Just a couple of days until the weekend. Everybody doing good today. Fantastic. Yeah, don't all jump doing at once great. to say if you're doing well today. Or not. That's <laughs> well, the Dodgers okay. won the World Series last night. I mean, it's, I mean, how great of a morning can it be here in Arizona, where we record I was this happy podcast? To see him you know, how as great the resident baseball guy, <laughs> exactly. as the resident baseball yeah. guy. Yes, I'm so yeah. glad that that uh, was your take. Well, Sean, you mentioned it, so we might as well just Let's jump just right into, into it. it. I'm not even playing it, it, the it, in the lead music today. We're just talking. It is about our this. only story in the lead today because there's so many different angles on this. But the Dodgers do win the World Series, their first title since 1988. That's where we need to start. We need to give congratulations to the Dodgers, do uh, we? the team, the front office. I'll do it. Yeah, do it'll we? be objective on this show. Congratulations for winning a championship. Uh, very nicely done. You spent a lot of money. You put together a good team. You won a World Series. I'm excited for you. I'm happy for you. I have a lot of friends yeah. who are Dodgers fans. I'm happy for them. You purchased yourself a title. But that's okay. That's how, that's how the sport you know works. Why, you know why you have a little less heartburn than I do today? You're from New York. You're a Mets guy. You know what I mean? Like uh, LA, money? the Dodgers, but the Dodgers to you aren't the main rival. You know, like well, they Jordan, used to be a New York team. They used to be the Brooklyn Dodgers. So yeah, I don't have this animosity was, towards them that you guys do. Yeah, it's, you know, every, everything in LA here, you know, most people are. Are, are are not huge fans of here in Arizona, especially those natives, guys that are fans of D-backs, you know, of the Diamondbacks and so forth. You know, yeah, L.A. wins another title. Okay. I'm sorry. I just it, – it there's a couple of reasons here why, as a Diamondback fan, you're you're watching what happened last night, and you're, you're thinking, oh, the hell. One of them is because, A, Dodgers. Two is – we talked about this before in the podcast. You're a mid-market financial team, and when you see the rich get richer – you see the teams that have the money to purchase titles that way, and it works. It doesn't really bode well for you. You know, I think you were you were if you're a Diamondback fan, you're pulling for a team that has a payroll even less than you do in the Rays, twenty eight million dollars to be able to pull that off. But when you see the Dodgers just go out and purchase themselves a title, and you know you don't have those pockets, how are you going to compete with that? You're not. That's how you're going to compete with that. So it, if you're a Diamondback fan watching that last night, I think that's why you're feeling this morning like, come on, man. You know, even though it's an asterisk type season with the 60 games, come on, man. That's 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 why that's why I'm in a little bit of a of a bitter mood this morning. Wow, okay, Mookie I'm glad you got that off good. your chest. Mookie Betts is very good, yes, and he <laughs> is very clearly probably one of the reasons why this team was able to make that jump and win a World Series. Yes. Thank you, resident baseball expert Jordan Simone, for yeah, your wonderful no insight. So we, we got that in off the top. The Dodgers win the World Series, but I think there are two other storylines that are being talked about Huge. more that aren't related to directly the Dodgers winning the World Series. And, I, Sean, I guess we'll start here because you and I have been arguing about this since it happened last night. The decision by Kevin Cash to take Blake Snell out of this baseball game after five and a third uh, to go to his bullpen uh, with the Rays up one nothing. It is the decision point in game six that is being talked about across the baseball world. It is People are going as far to say this is going to be the topic of the offseason. Have analytics gone too far with this too decision? Far. Sean, I know where you stand on this, so the floor is yours, sir. So listen, I'm not anti, and despite what Chris thinks with his nerd alert statistics that he throws out, Simone, I'm not, I'm not anti 
analytics. It has its place in sports, especially in baseball, where you have 162 games. You got guys that are taking over 400 at-bats. You know, when you have that much of a sample size, averages and numbers, and it's going to meet in the mean. It's going to it's going to end up, you know, getting to where, you know, the odds are saying it's going to get to over 162 games. But once you get to the postseason and you don't have 162 games to play out averages, you have seven games. You can't live and die by only statistics and only the analytics of the game. It just doesn't work that way. When your ace is on the hill last night, probably pitching the best he has pitched this entire postseason, and he's rolling. And by the way, was only at 77 pitches at the time that they yanked him out of the game. That, to me, is taking analytics to a level it never should get to because you're removing the human elements of the game and you're playing numbers and you're playing averages, but you only have seven games. You don't have 162. You can't wait for the averages to even out. You have to, well, you have to take a guy who's got a hot hand and let him pitch. You, you can't pull him from that game. If he was at 85, 90, 95 pitches at that point, okay, the wall, the limit for his arm, it's right around the corner. Dude was at 77. Dude had given up two hits at that point in the baseball game. I, I understand the theory of the third time through the lineup. Now Mookie has seen you once and twice. You've got him the first two times. He was 0 for 2 at that point. But now third time through the lineup, that's usually when the analytics say things are going to change. I understand that. But last night, your ace, the best arm on your roster, was only at 77 pitches, and he was rolling. And you pull him from that game, to me... That's taking analytics to the extreme, and in those cases, it doesn't belong there. It, it, it's too much. That to, to me, analytics has its place. The place wasn't the sixth inning of Game 6 of the World Series last night when your ace is rolling. That's not the place. All right. I got to chop this argument down one by one because there are a number of flaws in this argument, and I will absolutely be the analytics defender here because I don't necessarily think this is a strict analytics argument that people are trying to make as to why. And I'll defend it. I think Kevin Cash made the right decision in that spot. A couple of reasons why. Sean, where was this conversation when Dave Roberts, the game prior, did this exact same thing with Clayton Kershaw? We didn't have the conversation when he took Kershaw after, after five and two-thirds. Do you want to know why? Because the Dodgers won the baseball game. So when you win the game, you avoid that kind of criticism. Dave Roberts did the same thing. He went to a bullpen to get the last, you know, uh, I would say, what, uh, 12 outs of that baseball game uh, in the Game 5 victory. Did the same thing, didn't get the criticism that Kevin Cash got. Secondly, you mentioned one of the things that I was absolutely going to bring up. Third time through the order, was not good in 2024, Blake Snell. Also, he has numbers after he's thrown 50 pitches where he's not as sharp as he, as he normally is. This is the biggest point that I want to make. At no point. During the 2020 season, had Blake Snell pitched six full innings on his stat sheet? He hadn't done it once. So, Sean, what you are asking Kevin Cash to do is to completely ignore every single thing that got him two wins away from a World Series in a the biggest game of his managerial career. I'm sorry, I'm not going to ask a manager to completely change his thought process after they were the best team in the American League, they beat the Yankees, they beat the Astros, and they were two wins away from the World Series with a $28 million payroll against the Los Angeles Dodgers. You can't ask him to completely change his managerial philosophy in one game. Not going to happen. And then, Jordan, I want to get your thoughts on this as a player who's played you know, professional 
football and, and, and a high level in the college game. Um, how important is it when you know that your coach, or in this case your manager, has your back? How important is that, Jordan? Very important. Because it, to me, Schubert, he, he, all you just told Snell going forward is that I don't care how good you feel. I don't. You don't know your body, and you don't know your abilities better than these 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 nerds with calculators do. That's what you told me. By taking me out of Game Six of the World Series in the sixth inning, when I'm only at 77 pitches on my arm, I'm rolling. I feel like I've got a beat on this on this lineup, and you pull me out of the lineup when I'm telling you to your face. And by the comments he had after the game, I'm telling you to your face, the coach or manager, Skip, and I got this. And you're telling me you don't trust me. What what am I? What's my thought process going to be going into next year if I'm if I'm Snell? With the Rays, what is my thought process going to be when we get to the postseason? And I'm going to be like, "Cool, I get to go out there. Well, I'm only going to get six innings, despite how how well I may or may not be pitching." I mean, what is my mindset now? And we know the Blake Snell mindset to begin with, Schubert. You know, I'm not. I mean, his exact comment in the preseason yes. was, "I'm not even going to pitch unless I'm getting mine." That's dude's mindset, and now you're telling that guy with that mindset that he's you know, you, you, you know I, I don't trust you essentially. But but this isn't counter. I would buy that argument if this was counter to everything the Rays had done during the season, right? If they had let Blake Snell go into the seventh, the eighth, the ninth inning of baseball games, and then in this spot you pull the plug on him. This isn't anything new. This is what they did all season, and this is just people who didn't watch Rays baseball. I get it. They, they play in Tampa. They have a twenty-eight million dollar payroll. They don't have a lot of flashy names. But if you watch Blake Snell starts, this is what they did. Also, let's not completely grill Kevin Cash here. They were never going to win a baseball game in which they scored one run against the Dodgers. was never going to work that way. The offense failed them in this series more than the Kevin Cash decision to pull Blake Snell. So I think mm. it's absolutely ridiculous to put this all on this Kevin Cash decision in game six. They scored one run in the deciding game of the series. That's on the offense. That's not on Blake Snell. It's not on Kevin Cash. It's not on anybody that's else. A con- that's, a that, different con- yeah. that's a different conversation. Go ahead, Jordan. That was going to be uh, my question was traditionally or during this season or during the playoffs, had they pulled him games or did they let him pitch tell he's feeling it? And I think Schubert it, just it, answered that question. Also, if you've seen Moneyball with Jonah Hill and mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, then you understand that analytics are a huge deal. So I'm going to side with Schubert on this one. I think you stick with what you know. You trust the analytics. And Jonah Hill got robbed of an Oscar. In Moneyball, you're, you're listen. Okay. I, it's not a great, it's not a great way to have some money on my side, quoting Moneyball. But I'm in. I, I'll take it. Listen, uh, okay. I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not anti. I know because Schubert thinks that I hate analytics, and you I do. And, I, I mean, I, it's not I, that I, I think. I know you hate them. I you don't. Just do not it like has them. its place. I think there has to be the human element still. You have to be able to look at your guy, and regardless of what you've done. Regardless of what you've done all year long, Schubert, and I get that's a hard thing, right, to pivot from what what you feel is a, a successful way to win. Uh, not you know, that it, you think it is. It got them two wins from a World Series. It got them two wins from a World Series. Keep saying that. So you want you want it him didn't to get them. It didn't change it didn't get, But it didn't get them a world. It got them two wins from a World Series. It didn't get them a World Series ring. Okay. They're going to have as many rings on their fingers as you and I are going to have next year when the baseball season starts back up in April. So I, I, I you know, I, I don't, I, 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 there has to be a human element. Like there, how many sure. times have we talked about coaches, uh, players, managers talking about I, you know, my gut was telling me to do this and I listened to it and it panned out. 
I don't think anybody, let me ask you this. Would anybody be upset right now? Rays fans, baseball, you know, people around the country. Would anybody be upset right now if he rode the hot hand and it didn't work out? I, I think there would be people in Tampa that would because it's counter to what they did that got and their them coaches. There. Their coaches and players go, oh, we've been doing this all year. Why did right, we the front off the game? front office works. The front office works with the with the coaches, the managers, to come up with a game plan of how we're going to attack this season. And you want them to take what got them there and completely ignore it? I just I can't you, buy who that. Who do you feel more comfortable with facing Mookie Bet? You know, like Blake Snell or, Listen, or a dude coming out of the bullpen? Like different I, different I, I conversation of who they brought in. Right, Nick just, Anderson had given up yes, runs in like six straight appearances. Know, and, That's a problem. And then, and then what but happened I don't right after taking, they pulled him? What happened right after they well, pulled he throws him? The, he throws a wild pitch, and that's how one of the runs scores. Those things happen. That you know, that's baseball, Susan. Right? That's how this works. Um, but <laughs> guess who had to walk somebody all night? Though you're talking about this is how this works. Dude comes in, throws a wild pitch. The dude you pulled hadn't even walked anybody all night. So I just, I just, I can't get on board okay. with the. We have to stick by the numbers. I, I, I'm sorry, dude. I just, I just can't. Sports Here's is the not one. played on a calculator and a stat sheet and a box score or your 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 damn baseball book where you're keeping score throughout the season. Sports aren't played away. on paper. I, Jordan, I, and you you have to get my back on that one. Sports aren't played on paper. It's played on emotion. It's played off of instinct. It's played off like I just I'm sorry. I I can't I I can't sit here today and say that the right decision was made because oh, it's the decision we've always made doesn't mean it was the right one. It doesn't. In my opinion, the right one is playing the momentum of the current baseball game you're in, not trying to to, to play the the average results of 162 games, or in this case, 60 games, because that now you only have seven. And last night, you were down to only having one. It doesn't... You, I, I'm sorry, I got to play with what's going on. When I'm down to having one game, I got to play... That one game, I can't play the six to seventy-five I've played before that. When I'm down to one game, I gotta play that game. And I know Simone being a guy that's played well, football is maybe a little bit more of an emotional roller coaster at times. But you know, you play off emotion. You play off of. You have to be able to adjust. I, I just, I just can't buy the fact that the numbers told us to do this, so we did that. It, for me, that I, I can't. I, maybe it's my mindset. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying I'm right, Schubert. I'm just saying, for me, that would be a frustrating way to lose if I was a Rays fan. And but let look, me add I, one more I thing. Just think, Go ahead, Jordan. I, I just think that Jonah Hill deserved <laughs> to win the award in Moneyball. I think he got screwed. And uh, being the resident baseball guy, analytics are really important. And he portrayed that character beautifully. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'll end this part of the conversation on yes, this, Sean. The guy who instilled all of this in Tampa and the guy who kind of helped build this, his name is Andrew Friedman. And if you do a quick Google search, if you don't know who Andrew Friedman is, he's currently the general manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And the Dodgers won the World Series in a game in which they had a bullpen game, which is the quintessential analytical thing to do. So let's not, let's not you know, pretend that the Dodgers didn't win the World Series based on using analytics either. They bullpinned their way to a World Series in Game 6. So this isn't just a Rays did it one way, Dodgers are the old school baseball. It's not how this played at all. 
hit us up on Twitter with your with your thoughts because Schubert and I clearly are never going to see eye to eye on no. this one. But that wasn't the only big story coming out of last night as well. I think there's some other overreactions from the media this morning based on uh, some news that broke mid-game last night, which was something we've never seen and probably will never see again. So I'll take us through the storyline here, and, and, and any, if at any point you guys want to stop and talk about a part of this story, just jump in. Mm-hmm. But it was about the ninth inning, uh, as Julio Urias was about to finish the job for the Dodgers, a Jeff Passon tweet came over my phone. Sean, I was with you. I showed it directly to you. Justin Turner was pulled from the game in the seventh inning, and we learned that the reason he was pulled front in the game in the seventh inning was because he had a positive COVID test. Anarchy ensued with just information on when that test took place, when they got the results back, was it a false negative or was it a false positive, excuse me, back and forth, back and forth. Okay, he gets taken out of the game. MLB, first of all, is extremely lucky that the Dodgers won this game because we don't know when Game 7 would have been played if this was the case, right? If if we had to you know, handle this uh, with Justin Turner and testing the rest of the Dodgers and testing everybody involved, who knows when Game 7 would have been played. Mm-hmm. Um, then we find out that he took a test yesterday. It came back positive in the second inning of the baseball game, and it wasn't until the seventh that he was, you know, MLB kind of instructed them to take him off the field. They ran his test from that day, from yesterday. They expedited it. That also came back positive. That was when the decision was ultimately made. Hey, you got to get Turner off the field. And I think the point that everybody's pointing to, and Sean, I think I know what your, what your take is going to be on this. But there were there a video of Justin Turner back on the field celebrating this World Series with his teammates. Now listen, I 1,000% understand the Dodgers' perspective on this, Justin Turner's perspective on this of, I just won a championship for the first time in my life. I'm going to be out there celebrating with my teammates, and you're yeah. not going to stop me. Mm-hmm. I get that. But you know what? Somebody has to be the adult in the room and it needed to be Major League Baseball, and there was a failure on their part. I'm not going to fault Justin Turner. Listen, I think Justin Turner should have done the right thing and kept himself out of it, but I can't fault the guy for wanting to celebrate with his teammates, and I can't fault Dave Roberts in the emotion going, I don't freaking care, get him out here, right? That I understand. MLB needs to be the emotionless ones. They need to be the adults in the room. They failed last night, and their season started with an outbreak, and it potentially ended with a super spreader event with Justin Turner being on that field. Super spreader event? If, if I mean, we find out that like, 10 of those people have it, well, you wanna, that would... You want to know when they probably got it? You know, before he was informed, while he was in the clubhouse with them for hours, while he was in the dugout with them for hours, while he, he's been around them all day long. What is the difference if he walks out and takes a picture? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, the, the gross overreaction of super spreader event, like, I, I'm sorry, that's a little obnoxious to, to say it that way. He was with those, he was with every player he was in the picture with for the last 10 hours in okay. the clubhouse, in the dugout. I mean, what changed? Uh, all of the families that were on the field, all of the MLB personnel that was on the field, that's what changes this. That's what makes it to where MLB needed to do a better job. I'm, listen, I'm not faulting Justin Turner, right? I, I He should have been off, but he wanted to celebrate with his teammates, and his teammates were going to say that they don't care. This is a really bad optic for Major League Baseball. It is, it is a failure of leadership to let him be on that field. It just is. Jordan? I, I mean, I'm with you, Sean. I, I think uh, I, I try to put myself in, in his shoes, right? Um, you're going you're gonna to have to shoot me to drag me off a field after I win a championship. I don't care if I've got Lyme's disease. Um, I'm, I don't even know what that is. But I'm going to run out there regardless, basically, is what I'm saying. If, 
if uh you know what there is a an argument you could make well he's putting you know families at risk i think if 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 he had covid chances are that somebody else in that locker room's got it and by the way all those guys were probably staying with their families going back and forth so justin turner uh, was probably with with family or friends and then all the rest of his teammates with family and friends and they all meet in the dugout they're high five and let's go we got to do this like hey let's win it let's win it right now let's not even force a game seven or let's not even go to game seven so I think it's uh it, it, you want to talk about you know being around family all those players are around each other and their families going back and forth and look COVID's out there it's going to happen I mean the chances are you're going to get it it's uh for for a guy like Justin Turner it's probably not going to affect him uh, obviously you can go down the line and say, well, it could affect this person or it could affect this person. But uh, I mean, good, good luck forcing a guy after he wins a championship to not celebrate with his teammates. And well, I, 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 you know, it's, it's a tough situation all around, right? It's tough. It's, it's, it's a, it's a shitty situation. And, and there's nothing that, that the MLB can really do besides drag his ass off the field. And they're not going right. to do that. And Schubert, you know how I feel about it too, right? Like we, we know what the statistics are saying about, you know, the, the, the danger, you know, how dangerous it might be to somebody of his demographic. And I, and I don't believe that the, you know, the, the, whether you believe it's super dangerous or it's not the reason the leagues and the organizations that run professional or large college athletics are as stingent as they are is because of the liability factor. For mul- on multiple areas, liability of somebody coming back at them saying you gave me COVID, but maybe more you know, worried about the bottom line of not being able to air games and losing the money and the revenue that comes with that. So that's really why these teams and these organizations are doing what they're doing in terms of the 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 um, strict nature of their COVID protocols. Right, the season was over. The season was over. Major League Baseball at that point is just relaxing, taking a deep breath and saying, we got through this thing. You know what I mean? Like it's at that point, the damage that could be done with him on the field, maybe whether you like this or not, but the damage that could be done by him being on the field around people that he had already been around all day long. I think they looked at it as that's very minimum. Is it a good look? Probably not. They're going to get ripped for it, and they have been ripped for it over the course of the last 12 hours. Is it a good look? No. Is it uh, is is it a big issue that we should be up in arms about? I don't believe so at all. Yes, I, I really. I bet don't. you they're. I bet you they're really happy that the Dodgers won, so they did not yeah. have to. Postpone well, but that's that's the argument, right? Weeks. They're they're lucky. Yeah, they're lucky because their oh, protocols yeah. Yeah. in the biggest game of the season came back to fail them, and I think the the image which, of Justin Turner protocol? being on the Hang on a second. Which well, protocol failed them? So they find out in the second inning that he tested positive. Correct. What is he doing in that baseball game? At that point, at that point of the baseball game, the Rays are winning. There's a game seven that's going to be played at that point. Yes. Correct. MLB has to get him off the field. Right. So they do. And they didn't. Well, remember. No, remember they don't get him about, until five innings later. You know, he was about in five the, feet away from hitting a home run yesterday, too. Yeah. You remember that? Right. And that was kind of in the middle of the game. That was a post second inning. So right. imagine if he would have hit a home run and was people would have been like, Oh, he shouldn't have even been in the game. <laughs> their protocols. I think it's a bunch of their protocols. But Sean, but Sean, your argument is your I, I don't agree with it, but your argument of oh, season's over, we don't care anymore. Fine. I, I think that's a terrible look, but fine. It's a bad look. They knew but in it's the they knew reality. in the second inning, the second inning of the baseball game that he tested positive. Okay. For five extra innings. He stayed in that baseball game. You, That's you, that. You don't have an issue with that? No, no. Because at that point, when was the test taken? 
So he took one yesterday. Yep. Uh, he took one two days ago, and he Correct. took one yesterday. Yes. The in the in the second inning, they got the results back. I believe from the first one, which was from the day before. And it was inconclusive. It was a, it, no, it was a positive test. There was no inconclusive. Okay. They were both positive. All right. They found out about the positive test. So once they found that out, they ran the test from yesterday mm-hmm. because they hadn't run that one yet. They ran that one. It came back positive. That was when I believe the conversation was you have to get him off the field. But you get the first positive. He has to come off the field. It wasn't inconclusive. It was a positive test. Right. And we don't know when we don't know when the call was made either. Right. Like, I mean, it, we don't know. I don't think we know specifically when MLB told the Dodgers. Yeah, we, we don't know. But I, I, so I'm not faulting Dave Robert and the Dodgers. My my energy is focused on Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball. OK. I mean, to me, to me, that's a it's a it's a tough situation. It's a tricky situation. And they had to make sure everything was in order before. You know what I'm saying? Before you'd go do sure. something unprecedented, like removing somebody from a World Series game based on a test that they took the day before or earlier that day. Uh, and removing somebody mid-game, we've never seen that in any major sport ever, outside of any we're outside dealing, of, of an ejection. Time. So, but that's what I'm saying. So, if Major League Baseball sees those tests, you know, what their thought process is: damn, we have to do something about this. Let's make sure everything is in order. Like every, you know, us in the media, and too many times fans just think it's these these type of moments are as easy as just well, pick up the phone, call the Dodgers. Like, dude. You know how many little details they have to make sure are correct before they do something of that magnitude? We're not talking about somebody down the roster. We're talking about somebody in the heart of the lineup currently playing. So do you understand how many details have to be figured out? So to your point, Chris, they get the positive test. I got to remove them right away. No, you got to You get the positive test. You got to take a step back for a second. Let's make sure we have all the details in order before we just yank a starting player out of the lineup, then, then make the phone call. Do you get what I'm saying? I will say this. I'll say this. I'm not as upset about him playing in the game mm-hmm. when it was when they were trying to figure out, okay, we have this test that we looks positive. We're not sure. Let's run the sample from today to, to make sure, right? I'm okay with that, right? I, I I think, listen, it could have been handled better. Fine. I think where MLB has a problem is the aftermath of him being on the field when we then know for certain that he tested positive. That's a bad look for Major League Baseball. That's what I have a bigger problem with. To your point, Sean, it's the biggest game. It's the biggest stage. If you're going to tell the Dodgers to pull him off the field, you're going to check every box before you do that. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that, right? I'm okay with them running both samples, making sure we know for sure this is a positive test. But once you know it's a positive test, for him to be on the field, that's a really, really, really bad look. And they're getting blasted for it. And ultimately, we'll see if they say anything. I don't really think they will. So, World Series, congratulations to the Dodgers. Yet, there are two things that we're talking about that are completely unrelated to the Dodgers actually winning the trophy. Coming up next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone, the NFL trade deadline right around the corner. Should the Cardinals be looking to add at the deadline? We'll talk about it next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Hey, I got to tell you about my friends over at Earnhardt Auto Center. Since 1951, there's nobody in the Valley that you should trust more when it comes to purchasing a car with their Noble Express option right now. With the current times of social distancing, they will bring a car to your front door for you to test drive for the day. I've done it myself. It was a great experience. They brought me a brand new Lexus, drove around in it for the day. We loved it. Uh, my, My wife got a chance to drive it. We had a great time. It was a super easy process. They came and picked it up later that day. Um, If you're in the mood 
to test drive a new car. You're, you're, you're sitting at your house going, hey, you know, I want to redo the kitchen. I want to do this. Hey, maybe you'll get a new car. Call Earnhardt or go to Noble.com. Noble Express option. They will bring you a car financing. They make it super easy. Uh, I, there's nobody else that you should trust in the Valley. Earnhardt Noble since 1951. Go to Noble.com for all of your car needs. And that ain't Noble. We are less than a week away from the NFL trade deadline. Moves are being made at a frantic pace, gentlemen. Before we got on the show today, Carlos Dunlap is off to Jordan Simone's Seattle Seahawks in a deal in which they uh, they acquire a pass rusher. You need like four of those guys. Glad you just got one, yes. though. Carlos Dunlap joining them. Leads us to a conversation about the Arizona Cardinals, who entered the bye week 5-2. and two. They're dealing with some injuries, obviously. Kenyon Drake in the running back room. They're already down Chandler Jones for the remainder of the season. Zach Allen is also hurt on the defensive side of the ball. So I will ask this question to both of you, and there's a name that I have in mind that answers one of these questions. Sean, I'll start here with you. Should the Arizona Cardinals be looking to add here at the trading deadline? And if so, where do you think that they could be adding? You should always be looking to add at the trade deadline when you're a team that's five and two and you're in in the hunt in a what many think is the the most difficult division in all of uh, in all of football. So yeah, you should always be looking to add. The problem with the Arizona Cardinals is you don't have an awful lot of cap space to add a significant player right now on this roster. You know, to go out and make the type of move that's going to bring in somebody that's going to have a significant impact. I don't think you're in a great position to do so right now. And, and listen. This team, as you just mentioned, all the injuries they have on the defensive side of the ball. You're not getting Chandler Jones back, but you're going to get healthy there on the, on the defensive side. I don't know if you need to go out and make a splash move. I really don't. I really don't. I mean, you're, you're, you're in a conference that we talked about in the last show that is very wide open. I mean, the Tampa Bay Bucks are probably the most complete team in the NFC. But look at Seattle. They're adding because their defense has a lot of issues. Green Bay has a lot of issues defensively as well. Go down the list. The Bears, we just saw them on Monday night. You buying them? You know, the Rams, that was the first win outside of the NFC East. So there's a lot of every team in the NFC that's in the hunt, in the mix. You have a lot of questions about if you're the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think you feel like you're in a you're in a, in a position where you need to make a big splash at the trade deadline or, you know, go mortgage the future at the trade deadline. A couple of reasons you won't and you can't. You don't have the money to do so. And I don't think you necessarily have to shake things up right now. A team is five and two and maybe starting to find their legs on the defensive side of the ball as well. So I don't think you need to go out and make a big splash in the free agent market. Excuse me, in the trade market. Schubert, I'd be curious to see who, who you think is uh, is somebody they should go after. I, I'm all for it. If, if there's somebody that can add value to your team right now, you got some injuries along the D-line if you're the Arizona Cardinals, then by all means, you should go for it because they have a chance to not only uh, you know get in the playoffs, but a chance to win the NFC West, the best division in football. You have three five-win teams with the defending NFC champs in last place with four wins. So it's uh, it, it's a just a gauntlet of, of uh, talent in that division. So I, I'd be curious to, to hear who you're, you're thinking about. They should go for. Yeah. And the answer in, in these are, if the rumors are true that this team is listening and is shopping offers for this player, but it would be Quinn and Williams of the New York jets. And, he, and here's why I don't think the Cardinals are in a situation where they need rental pieces that put them over the top. Right. I, I think we would all agree. They're not there yet. They're probably a year or two away from us feeling like, okay, this is the time where you go all in, you put your chips in the middle, you trade first and second round picks potentially to get that piece that puts you over the top, right? But a Quinn and Williams wouldn't be that. 
He's a young player, hasn't really found himself in New York. He's got two more years on his deal after this year, including the fifth-year option that the Cardinals could enact if they were to trade for him. So you're looking at a player that you would get for this year and then up to three more years after that. So if you traded a second-round pick for him, which is what the reported ask is from the New York Jets, you're getting a player that helps you now, a young player that helps you now, fills a position of need while you're, you're, you're banged up, but also gives you a player on your roster moving forward. Now, the cap situation is incredibly tight. The Cardinals have like $6.8 million in cap space. Quinn and Williams' cap hit for the 2020 season, I think, is a little north of seven. So Steve Kime and company would have to do a little cap magic in order to make this work. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility if they identified it, if I, if they identified it, Quinn and Williams as a guy they want, they could make that work. They could restructure somebody's deal to create some cash. They can do some different things to make uh, to make the cap work. That's really the name that comes to mind for me. But again, that's if the Jets want to move him, and that's too if the Cardinals can make the cap situation work. Are the Jets just like, hey, let's just trade everyone and get as many picks as we can. Let's just move on. What's going on over there? Uh, listen, I, I don't know, and there are conflicting reports on this story as well, right? There's New York media that's saying, yes, they're listening, and then there's, uh, you know, I believe ESPN Rich Shemini reported, oh, they're not shopping or interested in dealing Quinn and Williams. So we don't even know wh what they're doing. That's why I said if he is ultimately uh, available. But, yeah, they're, yeah, you know, the tank for Trevor's on there in New York. So if Quinn and Quinn Williams help. Is there anyone the Jets would not trade? They're like, no, we can't get rid of this guy. Is there because are the they just so trip? bad? Makai Becton. Yeah, their their first rounder from last year. Yeah, their first rounder from last year, left yeah. tackle. He's the only yeah. guy I think they wouldn't That's trade. That's probably smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, so we'll they see, need guys. Some help over we there. got about a week. We got about a week until the trade deadline. The Cardinals should probably be on the phone, but if nothing comes to pass, I don't think we're going to sit here and be disappointed. Uh, about it, uh, at least I don't think I will, and I think you guys feel the same. Uh, Sean Cressman, are you ready? I'm always ready, dude. Are you kidding? So coming up next on the program, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm always ready. He's, he's, he's coming no, off no, no of a break. We're gonna get right into music. It. Ready? Yeah. He, no he's break. He's coming off of a three and a week in cashing in with Cressman. So we got to bring him down an octave. Mm -hmm. It is the line is right here on No Bull with Chris Cressman and Simone. So Sean Cressman, are you ready to, to compete against Jordan Simone in the line is right? Let's do it. Tell people how it works. Okay. So I got seven games that I'm gonna pick. Uh, Sean Crespin, notoriously bad at understanding gambling lines and how uh, sports betting works. So we're going to mm -hmm. test that ability here. I'm going to give a game. <laughs> you guys are going to alternate guessing the line, and then you're going to have the opportunity, the second person, to kind of use that information to guess uh, if if the line is better or worse. And yeah, really, this is a competition of can Sean Crespin get over 500? He's never done it uh, in the history of this segment. So he's got seven games. He has to get four of them correct. And, Sean, I'm going to start you with a doozy. Okay. The Jets and the Chiefs. The Jets and the Chiefs. Now, Jordan goes first, correct? And I just got to get closer than Jordan. Yeah, Jordan Jordan can go first on this one. That's how we I went how the first last play. week. And All right, so you want me to go first? All right, All right let's go. Let's go well, Jets. Oh, I'll go first. All right. Jets are playing the Chiefs? Yeah. They're playing the Chiefs in Kansas oh, gosh. City. This is going to be a big one. I'm going to say uh, Chiefs. Chiefs minus 17. Chiefs minus 17. Sean Crespin, what are you going to do with this information? That's a big number. That is a big number. Let's In the NFL, that's huge. Let's go, but they They're are so the bad. probably the biggest one of the year. They're so bad. Let's go Chiefs. Well, they played the Bills tough last last week. They I was did, 18 really to shocked. 10. Let's go Chiefs. Usually always bet against the Bills or the Jets. What would you say? You said Chiefs minus 16? 
He said Chiefs minus 17. 17. I'll go Chiefs minus 16. I'll is. go Chiefs minus 16. I'm going to price his right. Price it right at me. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Gentlemen, you're both you're both under. It is Chiefs minus 19 and a half currently. Stop it. I will let you know it opened at Chiefs minus 21. Chiefs minus yeah, 21. Surprised. They are a wow. three touchdown favorite when this wow. line opened. All right. Sean Crespin, uh, 0-1 here mm-hmm. on the program. Game number yep. two, Sean. Okay. The Rams at the Dolphins. Rams at the Dolphins. are Okay, first first game with Tua, right? I think we're all excited right. to see what that's that is going to turn out. Yeah. You got what is, yeah. How does Vegas feel about this? That's I'm going to say Rams minus eight. Rams minus eight. Jordan Simone. First Tua time. And the game's in, where is it? It is in Miami. Hard Rock Ooh. Stadium, I think. That's the name of the building. I was eight I'll number. say Rams, Rams minus seven. Our price is right your ass right back. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Simone. Very good, Jordan Simone. Very, very good. Uh, it's Rams minus four, gentlemen. No, oh, no, wow. no love for Tua on this program. Okay. Apparently, it's a Rams minus four. So that's Jordan two, Sean zero. If you're keeping track uh, in the home version of our game, uh, Sean, we we got your team in here this week. The Raiders at Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. Jordan Simone, you can go first. Raiders at Cleveland. Raiders at Cleveland. Raiders coming off of a, a, no, a, a no lopsided loss. No OBJ for the Browns. Get better soon. Ah oh, man, this is tough. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Raiders minus three. Oh, I like Raiders that. minus three. He thinks the Raiders are favored yeah. on the road. I John like Creston. that. I'm gonna flip it straight to the other side. I'm gonna go Browns minus two. Browns minus two and a half. Very good, Boom. Sean. Very good. John no, is I on know the my board team. with his I know my point team. on the board. Yeah, that's why I threw it in there. I wanted to see if you were mm-hmm. good at it. Game number four, the Titans at the Bengals. Sean, you first. go first. Me? Titans yep. at Bengals. Titans minus six. Jordan? Uh, I'm going to say Titans. Six is a good number. Mm-hmm. I say Titans minus six and a half. Son of a bitch. Six is a good number, gentlemen, because ding, 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 ding. it is the exact number for this game. <laughs> Titans minus wow. six. Very yeah. good, Sean Crespin. You have evened it up. It is two to two. Very good. I think go. that's the first time you've hey, ever uh, done that. Let's it's go. A round of I would applause. like to see Sean's screens in front of him. <laughs> I can show you. And the ESPN lines all the way up. <laughs> that's all you got. No, Let's he's see. got no. That's the show. The he's show. got the show up. He's yeah. good. Now he, I got to fix you know, my damn I saw, camera. I saw. I saw his. I saw his girlfriend Lindsay in the back holding up the, the <laughs> cards. The, the picks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say under game over number forty-four and a half. Oh, that's right on again. Game number five. The Steelers at the Ravens. Jordan, you can go first. Steelers at Ravens. I'll say Steelers. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, good game minus, this week, by the way. Steelers mm-hmm. minus two and a half. Steelers minus two and a half. Sean Crespin. That's a good number. Let's go. The Ravens are home. Yeah, let's go. Ste- Ooh. Steelers minus one. Steelers minus one. You know what? No points. No points. The Ravens are favored in this one. Ravens minus three and a half. Vegas no apparently points. hasn't been watching football lately. So what am I not? Really? Am I am I not giving anybody points? Nobody gets points no, for you if you both guess the wrong shot. team. Uh, okay, right, cool I'll buy that. You both guess the wrong team. You I'll both don't that. get any points. It's two to Patriots two. Patriots at the Bills. Uh, cashing at in with Crespin's going to be all over the Steelers. By the way. 
Uh, okay, what say? Two what happened now? What are we doing? <laughs> Patriots the Patriots at, at the Bills. Pats Sean, at the you Bills. Go first. Pats have been brutal, bro. I think people brutal. Have, it's in I Buffalo. Think, I really do believe that Cam Newton's skill set is limited, and teams have now caught on, and they don't know where to go from here uh, offensively in, in, in New England. Uh, Buffalo, though, last couple weeks, not looking great. Let's go Bills. Bills minus three and a half. Bills minus three and a half. Jordan Simone. I am going with the pride of Wyoming, a bounce back game for the Bills. I'm going to say Bills minus six and a half. Two Bills minus six and a half. Sean Crespin. Ding, 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 ding. An unbelievable effort once again. Bills minus three and a half on the nose. He's gotten two of them on the show today. Guy is feeling it. Coming off a three and zero cashing with Crespin week, I he promise you, bro. <laughs> Not he is absolutely all I got here is my scorecard. I just have my scorecard. He's cheating? No. But we'll we'll take it for now. Game oh, yeah, number oh, yeah, seven. Nine. Game number seven. No, no, you got forty niners. This is the second week in a row. Seahawks. I'm gonna have to do this. I can't work with you guys. I'm sorry. I'm forty niners at Seahawks. Forty niners at the Seahawks. Jordan, if you'd like to go first, since Sean has apparently left the uh, the show here. I'll stick oh, he's there. back. Okay. 49ers at the Seahawks. I'm going to say 49ers Seahawks. 49ers at the Seahawks. Seahawks minus two and a half. This Seahawks minus two and a half. This is for the win. I like the two and a half. Uh, that's because that's what you're used to when you look down. <laughs> Either wow. way, I like it. Let's go, see. Let's go Seahawks you. minus three. Let's just price is right, Amir. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jordan? For the I am win. Now, I am now saying on the show officially. Mm-hmm. For the win. After yeah. the show. Ding, 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 ding. We are launching an investigation into Sean Creston yeah. because he got yeah. this one right on the nose what again. Hey, look, Seahawks I, minus three. Look, I've got, I've got uh, this. We are launching an investigation. <laughs> there's the show. I, there, I know there's a tablet in there somewhere. My phone is sitting there off. Wow. All I, all I have is the wow. scorecard. Yeah, maybe you wrote them so down yeah. somewhere. and. Yeah, we are we are launching Dude, an investigation into, the, into this into I've this performance. Been, I've like, been paying a lot more attention recently because of the cashing in with Crespin segment that you get every Sunday at 9 a.m. on the on the live show. You've been looking at the lines. When I have not out. looked at. I swear, I've not looked at the lines. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just really. I've been on a roll. I've been on a heater. Everybody catches one. Everybody catches a heater. I went three and zero in cashing in with Crespin this week. We'll launch an investigation. What's we'll report back on number? Friday with the with the findings uh, of this investigation. Sean Crespin, way to go! We thought we were going to put you, you in your place this Thank week. You, you, you showed us. And, yeah, the uh, hell with you two. And look, I guess what? Gets, the guy gets one manscaped package with the code Noble and shaves up his his twigs and berries, and all of a sudden he's just locking down these lines. Man. I can't I, find a loser. I, I honestly think since you've had manscaped, you've done nothing but just look better just on win. the show too. I look good. You just yeah. win. Just win, I baby. Look good. I feel good. You got you a know? luscious V of hair from your chest pubes down to your ball throw. Mm-hmm. And now I'm three and zero. And I'm three. Schubert doesn't watch movies, so he didn't get that amazing movie reference there, Jordan. But I'm three and zero and catching it with Crespin since the manscaped package came. I'm now one and zero. In uh, the line is right. So. Um, so on that note, good. Sunday, cashing mm-hmm. in with Crespin. I, I got to promote it now. You're on a, you're on a roll right now. On a so heater. People need to, it's need to tune in for that. Uh, coming up next on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone, we will wrap up this edition uh, of the show with a story that might hit a little too close to home for the three of us on this show. We'll get into it next year on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone.
Gentlemen, let me tell you about Earnhardt Auto Centers, locally owned and operated since 1951 and a proud partner of No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone, as we tell you each and in every show. We've told you about the 19 Arizona locations, the 21 dealerships, the 17 different brands. They got you covered across the valley. Jordan was mentioning it earlier in the show, the No Bull Express option at nobull.com. Just click on the tab at the top of the screen. No Bull Express takes care of the whole buying process from right there in the comfort of your own home. You can test drive a vehicle as Jordan had them. Would you have them bring out, Jordan, a Lexus? Good call. A brand new Lexus, yeah. <laughs> Good yeah, call awesome. on the on the Lexus, on the Noble Express option. Let's see if they'll bring one out to me here in Gilbert as well, because they will. I just got to click on Noble Express at Noble.com. The Earnhardt name is a name you know you can trust. 68-year commitment from their family to yours. It's Earnhardt, Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. Gentlemen, that ain't no bowl. Chris Schubert. As we wrap up this edition of No Bowl with Chris Crespin and Timoni, just a wild edition. A lot of stuff that we've gotten into uh, over the show. Sean, you and I were doing prep this morning mm-hmm. with Jordan. We found the story and we were like, all right, Jordan, we're not gonna we're not gonna tell you about this. We want your instant reaction to this yeah. on the program. Because I think this is something that all three of us, you know, near and dear to our hearts. Sean, you play fantasy football. Sure. Beat I do. you a couple weeks ago in the league that you and I are both in. Sean, yeah. I'll put that on the record. Mm-hmm. I play fantasy fo- football. <laughs> Jordan, I, I would assume you play fantasy football as well. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. we can't we can't directly relate to what this person went through because we're not allowed to play daily fantasy with DraftKings and FanDuel. But guys, I'm just going to read you the first paragraph of this story and then we'll just dissect it piece by piece. A stat correction that changed a sack to a tackle for loss in the Chicago Bears Los Angeles Rams game on Monday caused a $997,000 fantasy football heartbreak for a 41-year-old insurance agent in St. Louis. Oh, this gentleman... Oh, explain, was, please. Uh, he, this gentleman, after the Monday night game, was sitting in first place of a contest on DraftKings that would have netted him a $1 million prize. His team had scored 92.79 points. His One of his lineups had both the Bears and Rams defenses. He must have listened to cashing in with Crespin. And it was the most uh, points out of the 176,000 entries that com- his computer screen showed him a $1 million prize. But the problem was a stat correction changed a sack to a tackle for loss. And those points dropped him from $1 million all the way down to a measly $3,078.94. Oh! <laughs> now, Jordan, get this. Because I'm calling shenanigans, Schubert. No, no shenanigans here. Go ahead, though. Because I'm calling shenanigans, or like I like to say more so, Schubert hit the button. This whole thing is a travesty and a sham and a mockery. It's a Travis sham mockery. The whole damn thing's a Travis sham mockery. All right, let me tell you this. Apparently, I didn't know this was a thing in the NFL. I thought I knew all the rules and the little minute details. Apparently, I don't. Jared Goff fakes a handoff boots out to his right, I believe, and gets taken down three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Now, the ball never... It was to the left, but I don't think it matters. Either way, ball never leaves the quarterback's hand, tackled behind line of scrimmage. That's a sack to me in in every way. Apparently, and I didn't know this, if there are receivers blocking downfield and the quarterback has boot out of the pocket, it's now technically a run, even though he hasn't crossed the line of scrimmage and the ball didn't change hands. So it's a tiny, minute detail that I've never even heard of in the National Football League that changed this sack to a tackle for loss and removed points from the Bears' defense that this dude had in his daily fantasy, and it cost him a million dollars. 
F no, you NFL. Him, no, oh. it cost him $997,000. Oh. Did somebody else win? Yeah, somebody else. So what happened yeah, is this, they, so this dude, dude sees his yeah. name at the top of the list on the website. He's super stoked, obviously, right? He won a million dollars. He says he calls yeah. his texting mom. Texting friends and family. He was texting his friends, his family. He calls his mom, and then he wants to see it one more time on the computer screen, so he hits refresh. And his ass ain't on top of the list anymore. Somebody else is, and it's got him down at the in the 18th spot where he gets a th- $3,000. Oh. So that's how he found out, dude. Oh, Oh, um, that's and, so. And apparently for this, oh. and apparently for this gentleman, this is not the first time uh, that this has happened. And stat corrections aren't really that uncommon in fantasy football. Uh, he has he, the the gentleman who uh, lost all this money said he lost out on five thousand dollars due to a stat correction in a previous contest, but this time it was much more painful. You don't say. You don't say it was more painful <laughs> the time you lost almost a million dollars. Really, it's not much yeah, more painful. I want to add. I want to add this at the end. Because now I am rooting for this gentleman because okay. he's not he's not down in the dumps. He's not, you know, turning his back on daily fantasy after he's lost. He says, I'm going to be back in action Thursday night. And this quote, this is the quote I want us to remember today. Quote, I want a little redemption story. Good for him. Good for him. I want this guy to win now. Because I got to tell you this. There are a few things in life that will ever shake my love for football and the National Football <laughs> League. That's going to sting, dude. Like I might. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I may have to take, oh yeah, I may become a football fan. <laughs> exactly right. That is brutal. What a terrible beat. You know, they do bad beats on, uh, on sports oh, center with Van Pelt. That's so sick. Dude. That is a bad, bad beat right there. And I didn't oh, know that that was a detail now. Sick. I didn't know that that was a detail. Like if, if apparently if there's linemen downfield and somebody's blocking downfield and you boot out of the pocket, as long as you're out of the tackle box, it's technically a run. I always thought quarterback has ball in hand behind line of scrimmage and it never changed hands with anybody that's a sack apparently not uh, apparently not so learn something new every day but what a tough story yeah. to end the show on schubert i appreciate you bringing the entire energy of the program down with a uh as, as we feel bad it's for really this sad. gentleman now thank you schubert appreciate that i'm, I'm sorry i just saw the story it caught my eye because yeah. i think we've all been in the situation with our fantasy teams where we've gotten that stat correction mm-hmm. and it's kind of swung hey, what's the matchup his, what's his job what does he do for work He's an insurance Financial? agent. Insurance, he's an insurance oh, yeah. People agent. Are gonna, hey, you know what's Lewis. really good about this though? All the publicity he's getting, man. He's going to be having some new clients for insurance and <laughs> all that. So, so it's not so. all bad. And he'll be back at it on Thursday night, uh, and that's what he says. He wants his redemption story. So yeah, that is uh, that is how we were going to leave the program today on a little bit of a, of a sadder note. Uh, Jordan, uh, what does everybody need to do? Subscribe to the show. Oh, it didn't Brother. have it didn't have the yeah, it didn't, didn't have, have the energy like the, normally. Didn't have right. the energy that right. we're we trying we to be quiet. To, is the wife sleeping? Yeah. Is the wife sleeping or something? What's I going on? Yeah. Look, I, I got <laughs> it's normally just like a violent okay, like shake. Yeah. Subscribe to the show. There we there go. There it is. That's, that's, that's what we need. For at the end of this Good show. God. That's what we need at the end of this show. Let us down. So Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, anywhere you get your podcast. You can find Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. You can follow the show at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me at shoe radio you can follow sean who is showing up the scoreboard from today's the line is right at s crespin 02 for all the gambling advice and you can follow jordan simone at jordan simone 38 we'll be back on friday with the results of the investigation into sean's cheating and we will get you ready for the (laughs) nfl weekend we'll talk to you then